to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself The more of me I be, the clearer I can see. This is from Rachel Andrews. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's awesome volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Make sure to go to the events tab to find exciting events we have coming up and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. I'm Brigitte Gia and today's Express Yourself is centered around the gift of clarity. And I'm Kenneth John. In this first segment of our show today, uh, Brigitte will be sharing some of her thoughts on the topic of clarity. So take it away. Thanks, Kenneth. Uh, I'm, I'm just... I thought I would talk a little bit more about my development and how I've kind of found a little more clarity through that. So I'm kind of going to go over what I've learned about finding clarity in my life and my personal everyday routine. And I'm definitely not perfect, but I think I've been able to settle in on some clarity recently. (laughs) So here's some of the conclusions I've reached on the subject. And I also want to speak specifically on the topic of change and the clarity that actually comes with making big changes in one's lifestyle. So I wanted to center my talk around finding a kind of a clear life purpose because I just graduated high school, just completed my first year of college, and throughout that journey kind of of going through high school, the college application process, and then kind of determining what exactly I want to do with my life Throughout this first year of college, I feel like I've matured a little bit more and kind of honed in on what I actually think is important to me rather than, you know, muddling about and not being able to find the clarity that I'm seeking. So I think a lot of young people are under a lot of pressure to choose their careers. And, you know, you have to determine what you want to do with your life early on because you have to start out early in order to be successful. That's what people tell you. That's what the system that, you know, especially particularly in the United States right now, I think it's I think it's how everything is structured is that you have to start early. You have to start early on whatever career path you're going to do. Otherwise, people tell you you're never going to be successful. And a lot of the times the system works against you uh, to cut you down if you don't have that prior experience. So there's never exactly a clear answer to what we want to do with our lives, especially with 
people who are in their teens, you know, their early 20s, because a lot of us have a lot of multiple interests and we have no idea what our futures are going to look like. We don't have a clue what we'll find is a worthwhile pursuit to really commit our lives to because we haven't we haven't lived enough for it. So you have all these, you have your own voice, which is muddled because you don't know what you want. And then you have a lot of parents and mentors' voices. They're all telling you to go down a certain path, go down one direction or another to earn money or find happiness because from their experience, it's been like that. And so you've got the opposite of clarity, essentially. You've got chaos. You don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on, but you're being told a whole lot of stuff and it's hard to find your own voice and your own thoughts. So for me in high school, I chose to pursue what I thought my precocious interest in history and the humanities had really prepared me for. I decided to really go for political science. And I thought maybe I'd, you know, study the ways of the political system because legislation is a way to really change people's lives. And I still believe in that. I still think that the path of going to law school or serving as a consultant, you know, leads you to be able to figure out how to change the world in a certain way that will really impact a lot of people. So in high school, I started structuring this pathway uh, really during my freshman year. So I would, I joined debate, I joined different organizations, I really tried to step out of my comfort zone and talk to people, stay active, be an activist. And I feel like a lot of students, when they start at high school, are kind of being pushed to do that, or they they have a plan formulated in that they're going to do that. And a lot of high school students do successfully build up a a, a good resume, like a like a list of jobs that they've done even before high school has ended, even before they've you know entered into the actual job market. And for me, I really thought I would love the major that I chose. So I stuck to it. I really went out there and made sure to experience every bit of it that I could. And I was also, you know, preparing myself for what I thought would be my, my intended career path, my lifelong journey or my, my life's dedication. And I think for a long time, I really did love it. I really, really did love being out there and talking to people and fighting for advocacy, fighting for new voices, especially in the Bay Area, there's a lot of different political opportunities. So you're really able to involve yourself in real change. And I thought that was powerful. And I still really do. But I think because I was told by my parents and by by my friends and my teachers that, you know, I, I was good with people, I thought that this was the only way for me to really make a difference. This was the best way to use this one single skill that I had. And I had to go into this field because it was right for me. And I think right up until the summer before I headed off to university, I was still thinking along this, this track. You know, I still thought that I would go into political science and really make a different that, difference that way. But I think uh, one single experience really drove me to find more clarity in terms of my major and in terms of what I wanted to do uh, for my career. I volunteered or I, I signed up for a full-time job with a, a campaigning organization on behalf of Doctors Without Borders. And 
I think it was really, really powerful. One, because the job itself was just pure power. It was is really it felt really good to be out in the city. We were we were in the Bay Area, all throughout the Bay Area, asking people to support these doctors without any political affiliations, nonpartisan organization, risking their lives to save millions. And some of the the facts that they provided us with uh, that we would tell people on the streets that were, you know, 100% true and 100% insane were just, they really shook me. So I think on that front, the job was really powerful and it really shaped my view about Doctors Without Borders. But I think it also opened me up to just how brutal the world of politics could really be. So you're out on this field and you'd and you'd set up camp on some street corners where people were passing by. And, you know, if you got one yes out of 300, you were, supposedly, you were doing well. And I think at the end of the day, it just burned me out. I was out here from, it was a, it was a full-time job, and I was talking to these people who didn't seem to care, and I realized that the communication aspect of it all was actually draining me. And so I'd come home exhausted. I, I wouldn't have anything left in me. My childhood friend came to visit and I fell asleep midway through her visit. <laughs> and I, I didn't even see her off. I was so exhausted. I just completely nodded off. And so I thought maybe there's a better way for me to, to hone in on some other skills. Find find a better way for me to help people without completely draining myself. And I think I hit a point where I was drinking a lot of caffeine to get out there and canvas and campaign for Doctors Without Borders. And I just, one day I just crashed and I I thought I really need to reassess where I'm going with my life and figure out whether this is something I really want to do, something I really think I will be impactful doing. So I took a second look at my interests and some of my passions, and I I thought about subjects that I really enjoyed rather than subjects in school that I, you know, that I simply mastered because I I had prior information about them or I had read a lot of books as a kid. Um, You know, I, I liked a lot of these subjects because I could understand them easily and because I could comprehend them, but maybe not because they were challenging me. So as of right now, I've determined a different career path for me that might be more suited than political science. I've landed on neuroscience, actually, (laughs) which on the surface looks like a huge, just complete 180 in terms of career-wise direction. But for neuroscience, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of innovations right now that have allowed people in the field to understand how people are thinking and understand what helps people the most in terms of the psychological mindset. So there's a lot of powerful work that's being done in this field as well that I think is really worthwhile and that I'm really interested in. The neuroscience coursework at my particular institution is also filled with different courses that I think will really challenge my abilities and will push me to think in a new direction. So as of right now, 
I've gained a little bit of clarity <laughs> because I've I've done a done a 180, not really, but kind of a 180, <laughs> and I've I've changed my career field, and I think through doing that, I've I've learned some more about myself. I've learned that I shouldn't just stick to things because I'm used to them, and I've learned to prioritize my well-being in a way that allows me to both keep myself going in terms of energy levels and allows me to contribute to, you know, the issues that are going on in the world right now. So there's my story. <laughs> there's what I've been going through for the last maybe year, year and a half or something like that. And I want to ask Kenneth, uh, do you think that you have like a good plan ahead? Do you think that you're still figuring things out? What is your take on determining majors and determining careers at this point in your life? Um, well, first off, I want to say that was like amazing. I think you really tapped into oh, uh, this universal emotion really well. Yeah, I'm sitting here just like really relating to everything you said. Um, to answer your question, no, not at all. I don't have any plan. Um, Big mood. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of went through what you did. Um, you know, I wasn't, I was, I obviously wasn't at this step where I was actually like going through my major and stuff, but yeah, I thought I would, there was a time when I like always thought I was, I wanted to be like an architect or something because my parents were architects and yeah, that was what I was going to be. And then at some point I just shifted to be like, oh, I want to work in like the film industry and be a director and be a screenwriter or something like that. And yeah, now I've kind of just reached this point where I don't know how much I want to necessarily attach myself to those kinds of, uh, those careers just because of how, um, yeah, just like how I guess stuck you can kind of be when you pursue, uh, directly into something like that. Yeah. I really don't know uh, where I want to go at this point. Um, yeah, I, I still have some working out to do. Um, yeah, that was great. Um, just to ask, like, did you, always have like a side interest in um, neuroscience or anything like that? Or did it just come suddenly out, um, you know, after your time in college? You know, actually, funnily enough, uh, I took an AP psychology course my senior year as kind of an, an extra class, like an extra seventh period. And then I realized that I really liked this field. And I was like, you know what? I think this might be something to look into. I'll do a double major. I'll do political science and psychology and then it kind of turned into a whole a whole nother thing <laughs> but yeah I think it's I think it's a really good approach to kind of distance yourself from the the building up of everything like while it is good to have you know solid plans and you know a, a foundational resume it's also I definitely agree with you that it's really hard to to build yourself up in one area and then realize that you're you're totally not suited for this area or you want to switch to something else yeah definitely i i think this is like something that a lot of people especially younger adults kind of struggle with at this point um when they're getting to that point of you know choosing the rest of their life um thank you for the like amazing analysis on clarity uh, thank you yeah and with that we'll conclude this first segment of express yourself uh, audience, be sure to support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program. Uh, be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. 
Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund is an ongoing outreach program to help survivors of natural disasters. Uh, we need donations to help ship much-appreciated books to victims. Please donate today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. I'm Kenneth Chun. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Watch BTSYA's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Be sure to also pick up our new anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world, which is where we have gotten a lot of our wonderful chapters. And get that at cynthiabryan.com slash online hyphen store. Make sure to stick around as we continue our show on the gift of clarity. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Empowerment. I'm Brigitte Gia on Express Yourself, and today's show is all about the gift of clarity. And I'm Kenneth Jun. Today we have star guest Sean Anderson back on the show. As a motivator, Sean is the guy that walks the talk. A business success, a seven-time best-selling motivational literature and self-help author, a world-traveled adventurer who has pedaled the U.S. on a bike twice, run a 100-mile race, created adventures in close to 50 countries, including having walked across England, Ireland, Japan, Spain, Portugal, and Italy, Sean has inspired, motivated, and empowered tens and tens of thousands of people. No one delivers the go the extra mile message more powerfully than the guy who has inspired world record holders, big city mayors, media outlets around the world, and everyone in between. Sean offers three program ideas to boost, inspire, and motivate teams towards success. These are the Flip the Switch, a one-day program for organizations seeking a boost, Soar Mastery, a six-week program for organizations seeking results, and Ultimate Transformation, which is a 21-week program for organizations who are really seeking true change. So these all sound like amazing programs, and everything Sean's done is incredible, just beyond the feats of human imagination. So let's meet the mastermind behind them all. How are you doing today, Sean? I am doing awesome, and I appreciate so much your research, but you probably forgot about the thousand failures and tragedies and defeats I had in between all of those, right? 
Oh, my goodness. I guess failure and success, those two things make the man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, you know, you've experienced both and you've obviously learned so much from from both things. I think we both need a healthy dose of, of those two, not just success, but failure in life. And so I wanted to ask, uh, Sean, uh, just starting out, what first inspired you to go to the extra mile? Was it a failure or was it a success that you built off of? Uh, tell me about your origin story, I guess. Mm. Well, you know, all of us want more in life. We want more of something. We want more success in school. We want more money. We want better relationships. We want better health. But if we continue to keep doing exactly what we're doing right now, we're going to continue to probably produce the same results, right? So it, it, it came down to if I really wanted to live the life that I dreamed, if I really wanted these awesome adventures and experiences in my life, I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. I had to do more. I had to add more value. I had to go the extra mile. And so really, that's where the theme came to live in my life. And 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 in everything that I went the extra mile, that I did a little bit more, my chances of producing better results always increased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really inspiring stuff. And um, speaking of, you know, small beginnings and uh, uh, maybe like doubting and failures, uh, do you think this mindset was always something that you had, you know, confidently set in your mind or did you come to learn it over time? You know, I think I think life just teaches us lessons as we go. I, the one thing that life that I have found is guaranteed is that it will punch you in the gut, it will knock you in the face, and it will drop you to your knees. Just when you think you got your mojo going and everything's happening really great, something always happens that just that just defeats us a little bit. And it's from those defeats that I learned that I never wanted to stay on the ground. I never wanted to look to accept that that failure or that tragedy or whatever happened at that moment. And I said, you know what? This is not good enough. I, I found that way every time to be able to just get up because when your dream is bigger than the failure, you'll always find a way to rise again. Absolutely. I think that's really powerful. I think, you know, a lot of us hit that low point and find it really hard to just pull ourselves off the ground. I know for me personally, uh, I just started college. And so I had a point where I was really hitting the ground hard. And I, you know, it was the middle of winter. I didn't feel good about anything. So Sean, what do you suggest for people who are at that low point? Like what small things in our everyday routines can we, can we do to pick ourselves up? It's first off, it's having that desire and it's getting out of that negative mindset. I mean, if you go back to that day, maybe when one of your midterm papers came back far less than you had expected and you just had that sinking <laughs> feeling, you just go, oh man, I, I thought I worked hard on that. I thought I nailed it. I thought I, I thought I had that topic. It's that sinking feeling. And then you start having that bigger picture. Oh, MG, what if this turns into a bad grade for the course? And you know, it's where that doubt starts to really set in. One of the most powerful gifts you could ever give yourself is the gift of self-awareness. And it's knowing in that moment that doubt is settling in and you just say, you know what? That's not who I am. I And that's where you start to build your confidence or build a plan to be able to get back that grade that you wanted to before. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, I think that's kind of like a universal uh, story for a lot of people where they just uh, realize in the moment of, you know, uh, yeah, something, a problem, they realize in the moment of a problem that they have to overcome it and they have to be self-aware about it. Um, In your story, did you have anything, did you have any large failure that you can kind of attribute to um, as a pivotal moment for your overcoming? Well, you know, I, I've I've written, I guess, seven books now, and the very the very first book I wanted to write, uh, I had eighty three rejections, eighty three oh. rejections from publishers. So I guess you know that's that's pretty that's pretty big, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 it's that it's that effort where you just say, you know what, but I believe in me. I I want to do this because all it ever takes is one. All it takes is one. I could have had 100. I could have had 200. But if you find that one person who can believe in you as much as you believe in you, that's all it takes. And I believe that the reason that most people don't get what they want in life is because they let that second or that third, maybe that fifth or that sixth rejection stop them. And they say, this is it. This is as good as my life is supposed to be. And I guess I'll start having to accept mediocre and average. But when you really realize you've got one life and you don't want to accept mediocre average, you find a way to, to get on the, the, the horse again and ride the eighth time, the 10th time, and sometimes 83 times. Yeah, I think so. I think when you really, really have something that you really believe in, that's that's the way to do it. But, you know, I we were talking about this, this first segment was, um, I, for me, I had had trouble kind of finding my major, kind of finding my career path. And so I thought I was going one way for a few years. I was really drifting towards a certain major and then I decided to kind of jump over. So when do you know something is, is true enough for you that you can do this 83 times, that you can go over and over again? And how do you determine whether this purpose is right for that? It's because when you have every fiber, every cell in your body that tingles and you feel absolutely so passionate about that, that's what allows us to get up again is that passion. And maybe if we go back to those first majors that you were choosing or the direction you're walking, maybe they sounded awesome and amazing because somebody was whispering in your ear, oh, you should do this or you should do that. And you go, yeah, 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 that's what I want to do. But all of a sudden, as you start to really walk that walk, you go, oh, I'm not, something's not quite right here. I'm not really feeling it. But then all of a sudden, something happens and it's almost like you see this, the light and you start to go, oh my gosh, that's, that's it. That's what I want to do. That's the major I want to have. That's what excites me. That's what I want to learn about, read about, and study. And, you know, it's, it's that moment. Clarity comes in that moment when you are most honest with yourself and you really feel what your potential was meant to be by just opening up your eyes, your ears, and your mind to everything around you. Mm-hmm. And um, for you and, you know, the path that you've gone on um, doing these amazing things and, you know, walking across across entire countries, um, what role do these uh, kinds of activities play in your finding clarity? Mm, That's a good question, Kenneth. And, you know, first off, I, I consider myself a very ordinary guy who just chose to lead an extraordinary life. We we all have that opportunity, you know. Very few of us are born by having won the lottery. Very, very, very few of us are born with this magical power to create what we want. But when our when our vision becomes so extraordinary for our life, that's when we have the chance to 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 step in and walk this great life. For me, 
every single year, I go on one of these adventures, these cross-country trekking, backpack-wearing adventures where I, I will walk up to 750 miles. I That's how far Japan was. I walked through 88 oh, Buddhist temples, 750 miles. It took me 48 days. But I do this, Kenneth, for the reason that I believe that every, we have to we have to take a time out in life and we have to sharpen our axe. You know, if you, if you go and you split a bunch of logs and you have a dull axe, you can't split those logs very well. Human beings are the same way. If you do not keep yourself sharp, your passion starts to dwindle, your purpose starts to fade. So every year I go do one of these because when you challenge yourself at the deepest levels, when you challenge yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and you realize that you can do more, that you can push past what you didn't think you could push past, that's where you come back with renewed passion and a a bigger, stronger, more alive purpose than you've ever had before. That's why I do what I do. Absolutely. I think you've been nailing each one of these on the head so far. <laughs> like, I, you know, I've been for for the way I switched my major. That's how I've been feeling. And then, you know, my midterm papers, that's definitely. And so I want to I want to know more about your your sense of clarity when you're going on these journeys. And so uh, so you you mentioned every year you go on one of these huge cross country treks. So do you start out with clear thoughts, like a clear purpose? Uh, you know, I'm going to go on another one of these great adventures because this is what I'm meant to do. This is where I feel I am myself. Or do you go to kind of regain your sense of clarity? Like, are you are you starting out saying, well, throughout this journey, I'm going to find that clarity once again, and I'll return with that clarity? I really appreciate your questions there. So... Uh, they're rich with with uh, a lot of depth. I'll tell you what, I've got two feelings when I get off an airplane in one of these new countries wearing only my backpack. I have two feelings. This is where my clarity is. Number one, I'm feeling an, an amazing amount of fear. And number two, I'm praying to God that I can survive. So that's, <laughs> you know, that that's pretty much the bottom line. It's, it's I, I know, I know what my intention is. I know what my vision is, but then after that, it's just a matter of taking that step. But isn't that the way it is in life? You know, when you've got these huge goals that sometimes become so overwhelming, all you got to do is take a first step. Usually when I step into a country off the airport, I do not take any sort of transportation except my feet until I get back on that airplane going back home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a wonderful uh, point to end on on our first segment, or I mean our second segment. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Sean, for sharing your adventures and story with us today. Um, excited to have you back on our segment, uh, our third segment. Uh, we'll be continuing with Sean Anderson on the next segment, so audience, keep up with us after the break. Uh, visit Sean's website at seananderson.com and extramileamerica.org to find out more about his work. Stay tuned for more of the gift of clarity in the next segment. I'm Kenneth Chun, and I'm Brigitte Gia. Also, remember to pick up a copy of our newest anthology. This book is called Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, and you can find it on CynthiaBryan.com, Amazon, and other major book retailers. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org for more information about Express Yourself and BTSYA. Make sure to keep listening as our show continues on the gift of clarity. 
future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. This edition of Express Yourself is all about the gift of clarity. And I'm Kenneth Chun. We're continuing with star guest Sean Anderson in this segment. Uh, Sean's philosophies and teaching methods are founded on the belief that with a self-created blueprint for success and new accountability systems, team members can radically change their personal uh, personal performance. Uh, The accumulated impact of this change for the organization is dramatic. Sean asks, what would you like to significantly change about your life? What could you accomplish if you were in command of limiting beliefs and paralyzing inaction? What would you do if you didn't let fear steal your dreams? People are willing to spend time and money on therapy and motivational programs that focus on problems. Why not shift gears and invest in a life coach that focuses on success possibilities? This is what Sean does for those he interacts with. And with that, we welcome back Sean. Good to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for your awesomeness. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, so we left off on the last segment about um, the journeys that you go on and the value that it brings to your life. Um, would you recommend this as kind of a thing that everyone should kind of do? Or do you think you, there's a way you can kind of carp, uh, compartmentalize <laughs> that spirit into maybe smaller action? Do I recommend that people walk 500 miles across the country, not knowing where they're going to sleep at night, not knowing if what they're going to eat? Do I recommend that? Absolutely. For you. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what, you know, life is supposed to be this adventure. I mean, when we're born, it's not as if we're supposed to be given this rule book that we follow step one, step two, step three, step four. I think that to find our truest vitality, our deepest passion, and live our greatest purpose, man, you gotta, you can't be afraid of failing. You can't be afraid of thinking that I can't do that. I, I mean, the, 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 two, the two words that hold more people back than anything in the whole world, I can't, can't being a contraction for three words, I cannot, or one word, you got what I'm saying, but the, you know, that's, that's what people get stuck on. I can't do that. I'm not supposed to do that. It's not meant to be that way. I'm, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to get a job immediately. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to have these kids. I'm supposed to stay in the same company, maybe switch jobs once or twice, retire after 40 years and raise grandchildren. 
You know, I mean, honestly, I never read anything that said that that had to be true. And I realized a long time ago, I get one life. Man, when it comes to the end of my life, I don't want to say to myself, I wish I would have done that. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. You only got one chance. And we get hit with all these societal norms. You know, we get stuck in our own little bubbles and we never venture out. And so I think going and seeing the world is really an important part of staying alive. And I I really, you know, once I'm past (laughs) the ripe old age of 19, I hope to be able to get up the the funds and the, the ability to get out there and maybe in my early 20s I, I think what you're doing you know walking across all these different countries and exploring the world that we're living on and that we're going to live on once in our in our yeah. entire singular lives I think that's brilliant but I want to ask it's, about uh, can I add one ahead. point can I add Absolutely. one point to that you know, we're stuck with these addresses and maybe the address is the city that you're located right now. And there's a street that that's associated with that and a state that goes along with that. We think that's our address. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, my home is wherever I, wherever I am at the moment. And, and I, we live on this great big globe, this round globe. And I'll tell you what, I want to try to step into as many corners of that dude before I'm finished because that was my address. Planet Earth was my address. And and the more that I'm willing to go past a normal city, street, and state, the more I open myself up to really learning and exploring. You know how many cool people there are in this world that you've never met that are from different countries that live different, think different, that have the ability to add value to your world? And the more value that's added into your world, the more value you're able to give back to the world. And so that's what exploring really is all about. That's what seeing the world is about. And you'd be shocked that you can see the world sometimes so incredibly cheap. Um, you know, for example, when I walked across Spain, 550 miles, I probably spent only about $25, $25 a day. That's it. That's, That's it. pretty good. Um, right? <laughs> Man, I need to get uh, out there. <laughs> yeah, you don't That's- need to be a millionaire to, to be able to do some of these experiences. You can find a way and you can't make excuses about why you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think I, I've heard a lot about different um, like volunteering programs where you can really go out there and see the world, considering one of those. But I also have to ask about, um, I, I, I am a, a female, <laughs> a, a small female, and I want to ask about what necessary protections that you take when you're going on one of these trips. I know you, you go in there straight on, you know, it's, 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 hard to to survive in a different country when maybe you don't know their language, you're not familiar with the cultures. So how do you circumvent that? How do you get around that and make sure that you're both exploring the place and making sure that you have an authentic view and staying safe and making sure that everything is taken care of in terms of your body and your fitness and your well-being? Well, there absolutely, there's always risks, and, and certainly I would never begin to understand some of the risks uh, that a female might have going to some of these countries. I, I don't know that, but I am sensitive to that. I would just say find maybe a partner to travel with, travel more in group, a mm-hmm. smaller group of people who had adventurous spirits, not a bunch of naysayers that didn't think you could right. accomplish things, but, but, but real kindred spirits, people who really wanted to embrace living. You know, we always have to be safe. Uh, there's been a, a, 
most of the time when I'm walking into these countries, I, I don't know a single word of their native tongue. I'm just doing my best to try to master English. I'm still learning how to do that. <laughs> you know, and I remember one story. I, it was my very first adventure. I'm in, I'm in Spain, you know, and I, I, I tackled the first seven or eight days of this walk going super fast. And I'm feeling pretty cocky and good about myself saying, man, I'm just nailing these miles, 20 plus miles a day. This is easy. I'm going up and down mountains. And then all of a sudden my feet really start to bother me. I lose a toenail. My feet start bleeding. Well, the next day I I could barely walk. I come limping into this very, very small town in Spain, population about 250. There's a little store. The store owner is a woman. She's sitting out in front of the store. As soon as I come in and she sees I'm barely walking, she stands up and starts screaming at me me in Spanish, something I don't understand. Thank goodness I didn't understand. She's pointing at my feet and obviously she's really pissed that I had done something that she didn't appreciate. So she told me to sit down in this chair in, in Spanish. She pointed. I sat down. I'm not arguing with her. She goes into the store. She comes out with a little brown bag. She then gets down on her knees. She takes off my shoes, which are so swollen from my feet. She then washes my feet off, and she proceeds to wrap them in a feminine protection pad to offer cushion because my feet are so blistered. So sometimes in life, you've got more people that are really looking out for you than you do people trying to hurt you. Yeah, and I was going to ask, you know, you know, walking across the country is obviously a very different thing from driving across the country. Um, yeah, what would the specific physicality of walking across the country, um, you know, what is the special unique value to that? But I think you kind of answered it, like the kind of unique situations that you get into. Um, am I correct? Yeah, you know, I, I, you've got to have a strong heart, but isn't that the way you have to succeed in life for everything you do? You've got to have a strong heart. When it rains and it pours down on you or you're lost on a mountaintop and you don't know where to go and it's always easy to give up and turn around, you've got to have a strong heart. If you have a bad semester at college and all of a sudden you start thinking, man, this isn't for me, I'm just going to drop out and go get a job, you have to have a strong heart. That's the way we get through life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. That's that's how you kick yourself up off the ground, you know, when you have a rough semester, when you when you've walked so so much across a foreign country that your your toenail falls off. That's incredible though. I think it's I think that that experience that you've shared really just just goes to show how much people understand each other without having some sort of communal spoken language that you can you can, you can tell by body language and by this sort of universal language of kindness i would say i that's yeah. maybe what i would call it i think that's really powerful uh, so yeah, Sean, you, you know right. i i wanted to ask if you have any more you know anecdotes you can share with us about this sort of thing uh, you know, in uh, walking across the country is a lot is a lot like life. Some days we're going to walk when it rains a ton on us and the wind's blowing so hard. I remember when when I was in England, I had to uh, walking across England. I was actually walking with my umbrella pointed straight ahead at me because it was raining sideways at me so hard. Oh, gotta but, love know, the British Isles, right? <laughs> we we learn to adjust. We, we don't live in a rigid fashion. To get to where we want to go, man, you might not be able to walk from A to B to C. You might have to go from A to F to G, back to B to C to D. Man, there's a there's a hundred ways to get to where you want, and the only one who ever can ever stop you is that man or woman that looks at you in the mirror. Be best friends with that person, and you can live an amazing life. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I think so. I think that's that's the right message. Just stare yourself down and tell yourself, get up, do things, and get on with your life and live the best that you can. Well, yeah, yeah, thanks. It, yeah, and and learn to learn to just not think that failure is so dramatic. You know what? I, I've had a thousand failures and you know how many times I've died? None. None. None, <laughs> None of them have killed me. None of those failures have killed me, man. And when you know that, what's the worst that can happen to you? I fall down, I bruise my knee, I put a Band-Aid on, and I walk again. Absolutely. It only gets stronger. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for this wonderful just this almost experience, I would call it, that has been these past two segments. It's been a wonderful time with you on the show, and we've loved hearing about your stories. And these messages, I think, for me and for the audience, certainly, are just going to stay and keep me up in the morning. I think it's going to kick me into action. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have. I wish we had ah, dozens more segments. (laughs) But audience, make sure you learn more about Sean Anderson and his work at www.seananderson.com and extramileamerica.org. And pick up his best-selling books from the motivational and self-help sections. Uh, Remember, he went through 83 rejections for these wonderful books that you're going to read. So make sure you get them at a bookstore near you. And stay right here for more on The Gift of Clarity. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Kenneth John. Um, Pick up Be The Star You Are's new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, at CynthiaBryant.com. Of Amazon or other book retailers. Find more information about our show at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Make sure to follow Be The Star You Are and Express Yourself at www.bethestarur.org. To support our show and find more information about our literacy and positive media charity that has been named a top-rated nonprofit for several years now. Stay tuned. We'll be right, we'll be right back with more Express Yourself. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for information. That's expressyourselfteenradio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our show. My name is Kenneth John, and you're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Closing today's show on the gift of clarity is brand new star reporter Arjun Clare with his segment Innovation Nation. Arjun is a curious and enthusiastic ninth grader in the Sacramento area. He's a competitive soccer player, loves the drums, 
is an avid esports gamer, competes on his high school mock trial team, and is always up for a healthy debate. He's also a reporter and business manager for his high school's award-winning newspaper, The Octagon. His motto to school and life is never shy away from asking why. Take it away, Arjun. Hi, everyone. My name is Arjun Clare, and I'm honored to be the newest member of Express Yourself Teen Radio. I live in the Sacramento area, and I'm currently finishing up my freshman year in high school. My segment, called Innovation Nation, will be about, you guessed it, all things innovation. In today's talk, let's dig into what innovation really is. Innovation is something that is all around us all the time. But most of the time, we don't even notice it unless it's changing our experience in a pretty big way. Think about it. What would you do if your smartphone no longer worked? How lost or disconnected would you feel without it? Or would you? What do you do when your electricity goes out? Or what would you do if you can't find your toothbrush? Do you use the proverbial toothpaste on your finger hack to move on with your day? Or do you question why things have been done the same way for years and try to figure out a better way to do it? Innovation is something that is an essential part of our lives. From the simple toothpick to something as technically amazing as the computers, disguised as phones, that almost everyone carries in their pockets. But many of us don't even realize how important innovation is. And yet, without it in our lives, it would be so very different. So, how old, how far back does innovation go for humans? Well, that's kind of hard to answer, but one may argue that it may have been used in the form of some type of weapon used for hunting. And of course, there's the idea for the wheel. But over time, there have definitely been some major innovations which have shaped the course of history, such as Johannes Gutenberg's printing press. For the internet, nothing had done more to spread and democratize knowledge. The printing press allowed books to become more affordable for the lower classes. Then, of course, there's steel, which helped spur on the Industrial Revolution and build modern cities, as well as railroads, engines, bridges, and buildings. Of course, the electric light bulb, a famous invention by Thomas Edison, allows humans to, lo- to no longer rely on daylight or gas lamps and fire. Instead, they had electricity at all times of day. And of course, there's the transistor, something without which all of you would not be able to listen to me today, because, it, because the transistor is an essential component of every modern electronic gadget. Innovation has and will continue to serve many purposes in our lives, and in order for more of us to participate in the act of innovation, we have to become aware of what it is and how to recognize it. Yeah, I think that was really interesting stuff. You know, I've just been sitting here all entire, the entire show, just like marveling at other people. Um, Yeah, I think that was just a really interesting analysis on um, how human progress has happened, you know, through the... um, new technologies and new inventions and how that's, you know, progress uh, society as we know it today. Um, I have a question, though. Uh, you know, what is the difference between invention and innovation? Because they are kind of similar words. Um, what, what would you say was, is the main difference between the two? Well, invention is when someone kind of comes up with something new, like brand new, like the very first wheel that could have gone on like a carriage or something. 
Whereas innovation is more improving on something that already exists or making it better, like adding tires to wheels, which therefore makes the ride more comfortable. Yeah, I think so. That's a pretty solid definition of of the two. And a lot of people really do get those confused. I think for me personally, I, you know, I... I used to use those words interchangeably, so I'm glad that you gave us right. <laughs> like, I'm glad that there's a there's definitely that fundamental difference between the two, and I think both are incredibly important. And so, Arjun, how does innovation happen? Well, honestly, it's just because someone is curious about the things that we might take for granted, and there are those who are willing to ask one simple question: Why? For example. Why does this have to work this way? Like, why does a phone have to connect to a wire like the old phones used to? Yeah, and um, how would you classify how innovation happens exactly? Um, is it just kind of contained within the technology cent- sector as we kind of know it today, or can it expand out of that? Not at all. I mean, innovation is all around us. People just need to pay attention and be curious and willing to question the norm. I mean. If you look at the six-pack of sodas with 12-ounce drinking cans, they can easily fit into your fridge. But this was before they packed them like that. Before, people had to take individual cans, and someone realized this and made convenient boxes. (laughs) You kind of just blew my mind. (laughs) Right, and now we just have that easy innovation right there. That's pretty good. That really, you know benefits our daily lives in a in a way that we think is small nowadays but i think before that innovation would have been huge and so i i'm currently trying to work my way through the the biological field of innovation trying to figure out the way cells work and all of that but there's so much information and i really sometimes don't know where to start if i'm trying to think of some sort of innovation on what people have you know all the research that people have been doing so far So if someone has an idea to make something better, how do they go about starting to work on it? Well, first, you have to be willing to share the idea that you have in some way with someone. And you have to be able to get feedback on it to find out how good the idea really is or how much work you have left to do on it. And also what questions might still need to be answered, what needs still need addressing. Then you have to use that feedback to improve upon it or change it in some way. So if someone tells you that you can add something to your idea, always just add it. Don't just share your idea with those who will probably offer you positive feedback. Try to share it with those who will be honest with you and maybe give you some ne- negative feedback along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that goes perfectly with our theme of clarity today. Um, is there a way, do you think to know if an idea is good at the core or do you think um, someone needs outside information and outside uh, criticism and, you know, things like that to know if an idea is truly good? Well, I think that a lot of people sometimes may be a bit biased when they're doing something. Like, based on their own idea, they might think that, oh, my idea is the best because I came up with it. And so that's why it's really important to kind of go out into the real world and see what people think of your idea. Absolutely. I think that's just about right. Uh, You know, you just need to put yourself out there. Well, you know what? Awesome job, Arjun. This has been an amazing first segment from you, and we've heard 
so much about, you know, just today that I've realized innovation and invention are two fundamentally different things. These easy innovations that I take for granted are actually things that people really thought up and things that really help people with their everyday lives. Unfortunately, we are out of time for the week, uh, but you know what a great time it's been. And thank you so much for joining us as the newest Star Reporter. So excited that you're here. So audience, as always, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Big shout out to Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top rated program. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Kenneth Jun. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be clear, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself